casting. That's what we're talking about, just casting. I don't know if you realize this or not, we discovered that Jesus is an expert angler. He's an amazing fisherman. He's the best, the ultimate. Yet there's another fisherman out there, the caster of disaster, his name is the devil, and he casts, wow, about to hook somebody. <laughs> he casts to you and to me constantly. He's just constantly casting constantly presenting things to you and me. And as he presents these things, they look really much more alluring than they really are. In other words, a temptation doesn't really seem like a temptation. It seems much greater than that, but it is. I love how the Bible talks about trials and testings and temptations, because we discovered that God wants to use trials, testings to make us strong. The enemy wants to take something like that and turn it into a temptation, and he wants us to take the bait, bite the hook, so we'll do wrong. He wants to get us off of God's purpose and agenda for our lives. So I'm just talking about casting today. Casting, casting. The caster of disaster. It doesn't take anyone who is highly intelligent to realize that there is a dark, sinister, evil force out there named the devil. The devil wants you and me to miss the best that God has for our lives because God has something amazing. If we could see God's agenda for our lives, we wouldn't believe it. By the way, I wanna welcome everyone to Fellowship. I wanna say hello to our prison campuses. I wanna say hello to our friends in the Magic City, Miami, Fort Worth, Dallas, South Lake, Keller, East Texas, and wherever you're watching online. Thanks for being here. Everybody though, everybody deals with temptation. Temptation is a part of life. And when you see this, this word, temptation, it's the Greek word, pyrosmos. Say pyrosmos with me, pyrosmos. It literally means to test or prove. Again, let me say this, here's the phrase that pays. God tests us to make us strong. The enemy tempts us to make us do wrong. So even if you're being tested on the outside or tempted on the inside, the great news is we can turn these times of trials and testings and temptations into triumphs. Isn't that great? So we don't, have to, we don't have to have this victim mentality. We're victors because of who we are and whose we are. Yet, if you're here, and I know many of you are here and you're not a believer, this is what's gonna happen to you once you become a believer. God can leverage these things. God, God can leverage and will leverage the purest mosses in our lives for greatness if we allow him, if we lean into his grace. There is something though that is alluring about sin. You know, sin is missing the mark. It's using a God-given gift in a, in a God-vetoed way. 
everything we have comes from God. He's, he's giving us these great desires, yet the enemy looks at your life, he looks at my life and goes, hmm, okay. He studies us, he knows where we're vulnerable and valuable, and he fishes for us. I love to bass fish, I grew up bass fishing. Bass fishing is the most popular fishing in the world. There's no, there's no doubt about it. And the thing about bass fishing is it's everywhere. You know, it's a $40 billion industry just in America. Can you believe that? Just bass fishing. And it's so, it's so interesting because I've contributed a lot to that 40 billion, but it's so interesting <laughs> that, that the, the, the Bible uses this whole fishing vibe when it talks about being tempted or tested or, or facing trials. This is one of the lures that I love. This is a very expensive lure. In fact, if this lure got hung up, I would probably go diving to retrieve it. It's called El Raton. You mean bass eat rats? You better believe it. And this is a very seductive way it swims. The bass cannot resist it. This is called what? El Raton. The devil is a dirty rat. He really is. He makes things look much more appealing than they really are. And we so concentrate on, boy, look at that rat. This is awesome. We don't see the hooks. We don't look past the bait to the results. We take it and we're in serious trouble because when the enemy reels you and me in, you know what he does? He, he stuffs us on his wall. You wouldn't believe his trophy room. You wouldn't believe the believers, you know, mounted. And I'm sure he takes people in. Look at that girl. Can you believe I tempted her and she took that bait? Look at him. They were both caught on El Raton. It keeps going though. This is a deadly, deadly lure or bait called the scum frog, the scum frog. You can throw it on any scum in a pond or a lake, and these fish love it. Rebeat, rebeat. I sometimes make sound effects when I'm fishing. I really do with like a frog lure or a rat lure, ee, ee, like that. I think it really helps to think about the fish. And you can tell I kind of have a personal relationship with these lures. So the scum frog, that's the name of the scum frog. If you hang out with scum, if you hang out with the scum, you have an opportunity to take the frog. As you look at your life, who are you hanging out with? Where are you swimming? With scum or are you swimming in the great waters? But I thought I would just, you know, hang the little frog right here, Froggy. He is, he is good, he's, he's, been, he's been good to me. I've caught a lot of fish on the scum frog. Isn't this fun? Yeah. I can tell you're enjoying it. I am, I am. This is a, this is called the Terminator spinnerbait. Second most popular bass lure in the world, the spinnerbait. It's flashy. The Terminator, these are real names, the Terminator. Flash. When I see the flash, I think about materialism. I think about greed. So often we think, well, if I had that, that would do it. If, if, if I could acquire that, that would do it. And it's so alluring and it's so flashy and it's so blingy, we take it. And here's what the devil does with this temptation. When we take the bait, when we take the lure, we think it will bring security 
yet it brings insecurity because you're always one purchase away, always one trip away, always one acquisition away from nirvana. You never get there and you end up missing the best in your life. Are you chasing this? What's so ironic about this lure is most people think just the rich people are, are chasing this. See, the rich people already know something the poor people don't. The rich people know that money doesn't satisfy. The poor people hadn't figured that out yet. But I'm here to tell you, I've seen it, I've experienced it. It's great, money's awesome and all that. It's not gonna take you where you need to go. So the spinnerbait, the terminator, it will terminate what God wants to do in your life. Let me see, oh, this is a deadly bait. You wanna catch a big bass? This is called a booyah jig. What's a jig? A jig has a lead head. This one is weedless. See the, see the nice weed guard there? Razor sharp gamagatsu hook and this skirt. This catches a lot of men. The lure of lust, the skirt. <laughs> Looks so harmless, doesn't it? No big deal. It's stealthy. It's right there on the bottom and it, 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 it makes some noise too, it kind of rattles. I don't know if you can hear it. Well, guys think, no big deal, I deserve it. I'll be a real man. And, 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 and you look and you're mesmerized, you take the lure of lust, blows up a marriage, a family. And that's the thing about sin, you know, sin is not just, okay, I sinned one time, that's it. Sin is a process. If you go back to Adam and Eve, when they sinned, what happened? It led to death and judgment. It led to our synetic condition. So it's not just one sin. There's a ripple effect of sin. So when you throw this bait in the water, and if it's really still, you can see the ripples on the water, the rings on the water. Sin is the same. We take the bait, the hook is set, we think we'll get away, we can't, we can't shake the hook, and then you have collateral damage and, and it's not very pretty. I've got some more. Pop R, Rebel, the Rebel Pop R. This little thing with a tiny hiney, see you'd think, no, no way. A bass would eat something like that, it's like a little piece of sushi, it's on top of the water, it kinda pops like that, pop, pop. The Rebel Pop R. Rebellion in our pop culture is the rage. Rebellion. The Bible says rebellion, when we rebel against authority, we're more like the evil one, the enemy, than at any other time. Did you hear that? When I rebel against God, when I rebel against authority issues in my life, whether it be a manager at a restaurant, whether it be a CEO, a boss, whether it be a coach, a teacher, a parent, when I rebel, when I have a spirit of rebellion, I'm more like the enemy than at any other time. It's amazing how many people live in rebellion. You take this little lure, but the sting with this lure, whoo, it'll, 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 it'll hurt you. And then an old classic, the devil's horse. The devil's horse, I love this lure. I've always been intrigued by the eyes because it floats like this. If you're a bass, that's, that's what you're seeing. See those eyes? It has little props on it. And those props, you know, just kick up the water. Whoosh. Whoosh. Real noisy. Whoosh. Whoosh. 
and then boom, the toilet flushes beneath it. When I say a toilet flush, think about a toilet flushing, that's how a big bass just just takes the bait. That's a pretty good sound effect, isn't it? That's pretty funny. That's what happens when you hook a really, really big fish. Well, this, well, this devil's horse kicks up all this dust and noise and I think about slander, gossip, talking smack, haters, social media, the devil's horse. It'll take you to a place where the devil wants you as opposed to where God wants you. One more before we go a little bit deeper. This lure here, super difficult to get. I ordered this off eBay. This is made in Japan. Very expensive lure. And I keep it in its own little box. This little little apartment. This is called the Depths Silent Swimmer. The Depths Silent Swimmer. Really, it's a silent swimmer, slide swimmer. The Japanese really know how to make lures. This, this is, is called the golden carp. You wouldn't believe it, but giant bass love this. A bass will attack this. Big ones. It's silent. It's deadly. The bass looks at this and thinks, wow, that's me and takes it. This sort of represents the forerunner of all sins, pride. Pride. Most of us think a prideful person is the Bentley driving, blinged out guy or girl. That's not necessarily true, maybe, maybe not. Pride though comes before every sin. I can't lust unless I'm involved, first of all, in pride. God, you've given me this desire to set for sex and I'm gonna use it the way I wanna use it, not you. So that's pride, then you have lust. You know, uh, anger, uh, you know, God, I'm gonna rage on this person, I'm gonna do what I feel I should do, pride, and I'm gonna allow anger to control me. That's pride, then you have anger. So you, so you see it, and pride has caught a lot of people. So often, Quiet people, silent swimmers are the most prideful. I know a lot of people who are prideful in their humility. Hmm. Just some lures that I thought about that kind of relate to our lives. You can see them there. The devil casts and casts and casts. What do we do when we face trials and tribulations and testings? What do we do? What do we do? First of all, the Bible says we should engage, engage in the situation. Say engage with me. Engage. The scripture says that trials come in various colors, sort of like lures. The book of James, James chapter one, verse two is basically a uh, beginning with verse two and following is a treatise on dealing with trials and testings and tribulations. It says in James chapter one, verse two, consider it pure joy, engage the trial, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many different 
kinds. So many different kinds. The picture behind this is a multifaceted, multicolored presentation. And this word consider in verse two is a financial term. It means to evaluate your situation. I evaluate testing. I evaluate a trial. I evaluate a temptation. I evaluate the lure that's being presented to me, whether it's on the outside or whether it's on the inside. So I engage, I, I, I have an encounter with the trial. Trials and testings and even temptations when we don't take the bait help us. They shouldn't hurt us. And one of the ways that we turn trials and temptations into triumphs is to engage them, also endure them. God wants to build endurance, perseverance in our lives. How do we do that? We have to let a lot of bait go by. How do we do that? We have to so feed on the real thing that when we see something fake or phony, we're like, oh man, are you kidding me? The silent swimmer again? What? That's pathetic. Endure the testing. So when we endure this fish swimming by, this lure swimming by, when we endure it, it builds stuff. Because the weakest thing in the world is a virtue that's not been tested. Verse three, you know the testing of your faith produces what? Perseverance. And this word perseverance is not something passive. It's not like, well, okay, I'll just, you know, I'm just here in this little pond. Oh, no, here's the temptation again. Here's the trial again. No, no, no. It is being courageous as you face it. It's aggressively facing it. So engage the trial. Endure it. Also, as we do these things, here's what's going to happen. Our territory, our sphere of influence will be enlarged. It's part of maturity and growth. That's what God wants in your life and mine. Once we become followers of Christ, he wants us to grow. And the Bible says in verse 4, James chapter 1, let perseverance, just let it, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. James chapter 1 verse 5, because we need wisdom, right? We need wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, wow, you should ask God who gives generously to us all. So I'm facing the silent swimmer. Pride is the forerunner of all sin. And as I face it, as I go through it, as I build endurance, as, 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 as I build it in my life, as I rely on God, here's what happens. I enlarge my sphere of influence. When I ask God for wisdom, I need to act on what he's told me. Let me say that again. When, when, I, when I ask God for wisdom, act on what he's told me. And it's one of the most frustrating things in my life being a pastor. People will ask me questions, biblical wisdom, because I know the Bible pretty well. I'll say, here's what the Bible says. Here's what God says. They'll ask advice and they'll do the polar opposite of what God's word says. And, ex and they're expecting these amazing results, yet they're living contrary to what the Bible says. They have eaten the silent swimmer and they don't even know they're hooked yet. So God, 
wants to impart wisdom in all of our lives, we've got to ask him. And not only do we ask him, but we act upon it. But it even gets better. What do we do when we're faced with these situations, these trials, these testings? What do we do? What do we do? These temptations. Well, first of all, we need God-centration. I made that word up. Say it with me. God-centration. Again, let's go back to the big honking lure. I'm seeing this lure and it always is more alluring than it really is. And I'm looking at this lure. I need God-centration. I need to look past the lure to the results of what's going to happen. So I need to look beyond the lure. So I've got God-centration. I'm not locked in on the, on the silent swimmer. I'm thinking about what God wants. And because I'm feeding on his word, because I'm rubbing shoulders and swimming with swimmers, I see this and I'm like, oh man, look at that temptation. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna back off from that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna swim away from that. I'm not going to take the bait because those hooks are hellacious and the devil doesn't practice catch and release. The devil moves us from life to death, yet Jesus moves us when he catches us from death to life. So I'm not, so I'm not going there. And the Bible says in James 1, verse 14 and 15, there's the Greek word we, earned, we learned, parismos, each person is tempted and the word is to test or prove when they're dragged away by their own evil desire, enticed. And this word enticed in the literal language, you can write this in your margin, to bait a hook. After desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. When sin's full grown, it gives birth to death. How many times have I told you, how many times have I experienced this, when a fish will strike a big fish? The big fish doesn't know that he's taken a lure for a while. Sometimes they'll just swim off with it and think, everything's good. I have got a big old T-bone steak. Mm, it's good. Wow. And they're swimming off and they think everything's fine. I've gotten away with it. There are no, there are no uh, consequences. And then all of a sudden, boom, the hook is set. They're buried. The jumping, the thrashing, the splashing, the collateral damage. And then they're trophies in the enemy's man cave. So God-centration, we need that. Not only do we need God-centration, we need to understand the God-sequences, the God-sequences. We choose our choices, we don't choose our consequences. God has told us, you follow me, you'll have awesome God-sequences in your life. Purpose, power, strength, freedom, a clear conscience, all those amazing things, however, we need to look at the God-sequences of our choices. I think about Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Great examples of having everything the world offers, all the lures the world offers, yet their lives are in complete shambles. What an example of the God-sequences. Totally screwed up, totally messed up, totally fouled up, They've gone the opposite way of what God wants. Now, obviously, we want to pray for them. Hopefully, they'll become followers of Christ. In fact, Brad Pitt, if you read about him, grew up in a Baptist church, and he turned his back on faith. Because, you know, when you're 
you're jumping in bed with all the women and doing the dope and stuff, you've got to come up with a theology that fits your lifestyle. So he has a vested interest in keeping God out of his life. Of course, that's just classic. We know that. But, but isn't that interesting? So none of you here, I don't think, are, are as good looking, no offense, as, as, as Brad or Angelina. I doubt it. And I, I doubt seriously any of us will have the money they do or the opportunity. So why, why do that? What a great example. On the other hand, we can let example after example in Scripture. I can give you example after example of people at Fellowship Church who've lived the way God wanted them to and to live the way God wants them to and look at their lives, look at the benefits, look at the joy, look at, the, look, look at just their purpose and their influence. So God's way works. God's way works. Yeah. So we need... God's interesting. We need to understand the consequences of, 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 of what can happen when we choose the right thing and also when we choose the wrong thing. And that's why uh, verses 16 and 17 of James chapter 1 says, don't be deceived. In other words, a lot of people are being deceived. And that's what, that's what fishing is. We're, we're, we're deceiving, aren't we? We're deceiving the fish. Don't be deceived. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Everything I have all my desires are good. My desire for food, my desire for intimacy, my desire to drink water, my desire to sleep. I see some asleep right now. All those things, all those things are good. So God's concentration, God's sequences, and also God-traband, God-traband. We need to get the God-traband out of our lives. Anything that bans God's best in our lives. See, I can see really well. I really can. I can see all, all sorts of things up here. Some things I can tell you, some things I can't. But we need to get rid of the contraband in our lives. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth so that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Anything in your life that's banning the best, get rid of it. Anything that's banning the best in your existence, get rid of it. Contraband. So we've got, I love this, concentration, consequences, and Gotraband. Well, let's, uh, let's conclude by just asking several questions. Several, several questions, and, and, and I'm going to get right up close to you because, because you know what? It's time for us to kick some fin, right? Number one, where are you swimming? Let me ask you that. Where are you swimming? What body of water are you swimming? Or let's say there's a giant ocean, a giant reservoir. In what area are you swimming? We've got to swim with the swimmers. What are you doing swimming with bottom feeders? What are you doing swimming with catfish and carp? No, no, no. You're a bass. You're a largemouth bass. You're the ultimate game fish. That's what God wants. Who are you swimming with? Because the day in your life and mine really, really matters. So think about that. Who are you swimming with? Where are you swimming? You know, the location. Who are you swimming with? Who's in your squad, your tribe, your team? They're either helping you swim better or not. Big bass usually swim with big bass. So swim with big bass. So that's, that's a question that we need to ask. Where are you swimming? Who are you swimming with? How are you swimming? How? What, how, how are you living your life? I mean, how are you, are you re reflecting the character qualities that Jesus desires in every facet of your life. I mean, are you, are you an attractive swimmer? How, how are you swimming? I mean, how about your language and how about the places you, you, 
you frequent? How about what you think about your conversation? When do you swim? When do you swim? As, as swimmers, we need to swim regularly, of course, with the right people. We need to swim in, in this beautiful aquarium regularly in church. And for the life of me, I, I, I really can't believe how people you know, come to church once, maybe twice a month and think they're gonna discover God's best for their lives because it's just not gonna happen. We are made to live in this rhythm of swimming and to swimming and, and swimming together in this big honking school called fellowship. So let me just ask you, name the trial, name the temptation that you're dealing with. Could it be pride? Materialism? Catches a lot of people. Just ask Brad Pitt. Oh, that rat looks good. A little protein. Really? You hanging around with scum? At your school, scum on the team? Well, you're hanging around scum because scum makes you feel better. Oh, I'm a lot better than them. Watch out. The lure of lust. What movies do you watch? You realize an R-rated movie can feed lust for weeks and weeks and weeks. An R-rated movie. Porn, the clubs, the flirtatious conversations. Name it, name it, name it. Rebellion, a little bit of rebellion, no big deal. Slander, gossips from the old devil. Rides his horse by. <laughs> wow. The good news is, God is going to take us through these situations. The good news is, God will build character in your life and mine, and He is right now as we move through those situations. Because we're caught, we're hooked by God's grace and mercy. We need to live like that. We're not victims, we're victors. This is not a tragedy. This message is one of triumph as we become the kind of people, the kind of fish that he desires. Let's pray together. As our heads are bowed and eyes are closed, God, thank you for this message. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to be hooked by your gospel and by your grace. I know that trials and temptations and tribulations and testings come our way. And Father, may we understand how to deal with that. May we use and rely on your power, your strength, your wisdom. And if there's someone here and you've never, ever, ever asked Jesus Christ to take control of your life, I pray Today, you simply say, Jesus, have your way in my life. I give my life totally and completely to you. If you prayed that prayer with me, that's the greatest prayer you'll ever pray. And we're so, so thrilled about that.
So we ask these things in Christ's name, amen.